Breaking ground in 1993, this attraction not only extended beyond the park, but involved over 400 Imagineers during its design and construction. Ultimately taking seven years to complete and costing around $100 million, this marked the fourth collaboration with the production company Lucasfilms. Buckle your seatbelts, it's going to be a bumpy ride. This week on Slice of Disney, Indiana Jones, Temple of the Forbidden Eye. an awesome Disney theme park podcast. I'm your host, Kelly Washington, Disney-obsessed enthusiast and real-life Tinkerbell. And I'm your co-host, uh, recently uncovered archaeological find, Will Luntz. Wow. I'm learning something new about Will every time. That's what I try. <laughs> I try to bring you the information. <laughs> ding, dee, 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 dee. Okay, you can't do that. Oh, man. I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like as soon as you think of Indiana Jones, you can't help but sing uh-huh, the theme song. Uh-huh. Yeah, I agree. No, it's a great theme song. John Williams. Let's I know. Go. So, so good. So, so, so good. Um, well, we're going to talk about Indiana Jones, a huge hit. Uh, a very popular Disneyland ride, <laughs> except for in doing my research and seeing some of these blogs. There's a lot of people who are like, me and my family boycott this every time. Why? It's too bumpy. I'm oh. like, I mean, I can understand. If you don't like being tossed and turned, like, that's fine. That sure. This ride is certainly not for you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't think it's that bad, though. I mean, I think it's like, uh, you know, it's not like what Matterhorn, right? It's not that. It's just like... It's definitely bumpy, but it's not like I don't feel like I'm it's being hurt. It's purposeful. Yeah. Yes, yeah, I was like, it's manipulative. It's like, wow. Okay, well, welcome to theme parks, my <laughs> friend. Like, you know. Um, I I th- did actually read that in the beginning when the ride opened, it was so jerky and bumpy that there were people were constantly getting injured. Oh, so they had wow. to tone okay. it down. Well, that makes sense. Then. Yes, but uh, no, it's a super fun ride. Uh, it's definitely an e-ticket attraction and has a great story. Yeah, there's a whole lot to it. Um, I mean, not too surprising because it comes from a very successful uh, IP. Uh, so, of course, they wanted to make sure they did this right when they went through it. And, I mean, you touched on a little bit, even in the intro there, 400 Imagineers. Yeah. Yeah. And so this was, uh, the, he, they'd already worked with George Lucas mm-hmm. on a couple different things. So the first was being Captain EO. Yeah, which we'll have to do a whole episode on Captain EO, I think. I don't, yeah, I, I think maybe I saw it. It's I saw like it. Michael Jackson becomes like a space fighter, yeah, maybe. Like, I don't know. Yeah, and it's, I don't know. Fights people with dance. I feel, I felt like a jerk because i was like i don't know i don't want to watch this because they, they put give me more food <laughs> talking and singing yes you know michael jackson yes food rocks uh. sorry michael jackson um and then star tours mm-hmm. and then the indiana joan epic stunt spectacular in what was mgm studios now hollywood studios and that is so fun i was gonna ask if you saw that oh my oh it, every time we go okay uh, to disney world that's so much fun um, and then there also is a roller coaster in Disneyland Paris mm-hmm. that is an Indiana Jones themed. And then now we come to our temple, Mara's home. Temple of the Forbidden Eye. Um, and so they, they, when they decided to do this, it was, like you said, a ton of people were involved. Okay. And they wanted to make sure to get it right. Uh, the lead Imagineer on this was Tony Baxter, who is... Such a big part of Disney history in general. Seems like he would be like Mount Rushmore of Imagineers. Now, granted, I don't know all of them, but like based on just reading his credits and things that's worked on it, his like general story, it's like this guy. 
uh, yeah, he's, he's got his hand in almost everything yeah. that you know of. Exactly. Uh, he's, you know, like Bob Gurr. Like, so Tony Baxter started working at Disneyland in 1965 as just an ice cream scooper. Oh. And then he ended up becoming the senior vice president of creative development of then how, Walt Disney Imagineering. How things change. Right. You know, do you think that that's still possible? Um, I bet in some very rare cases, but it's not quite the same that it used to be where you like have one job, one company, and then you... And yeah, you stay with that company for a long time. Yeah, that's harder and harder to see these days. But it is super cool to hear somebody who started from the bottom. Yeah. And now he's here. Um, but he worked he's on... He's actually here. Let's <laughs> yeah. welcome our guest in. How cool would that be? <laughs> That'd be very cool. We broke quarantine. Just kidding. <laughs> um, so some of the things just to mention that he's worked on. Uh, Big Thunder, Splash Mountain, Star Wars... The design of like Fantasyland and Tomorrowland, Disneyland Paris, yeah, just like every park, yeah. It's basically like oh Disney, yeah. He he worked on it, yeah, anything, yeah. yeah. Um, which I think leads to one of the things that I thought was very funny, like and and we've heard a lot of these stories throughout. But you found this piece of information that when designing uh, this particular ride, the Indiana Jones, um, he came up with an idea for like the self-driving car. I think at least I uh, came up with part of the idea inspiration for this ride while going through a self-drive car wash Yes, and seeing like things move around and kind of be like, Oh, this is kind of cool. Um, but I love that we see so many of these like little Imagineers have a spark of, uh, inspiration from like a very of mundane G- everyday activity. Yeah. Like, and that's why they're Imagineers. They, he was able to take, a car wash, mm-hmm. a chore to most, and make it into the, in specifically the part um, at the end of the ride, the boulder is mm. coming down. And the these ride vehicles, which were invented by Disney Imagineers, they can't move backwards. So instead, the wall is moving towards you to make it look like you're going backwards. Yeah, I thought that was really interesting when I read that because I had always thought that like, I remember that part of the ride, and I always thought that you're moving backwards. Really? But yeah, yeah, because it just feels that way. And so, so this really well is done. a ride you've been on. Yes. Yeah, yeah. This is one that I will try to go on every time we go, if possible. If possible. Yeah. And honestly, this ride is, it's pretty possible to ride it. Uh, the line can be long, so you have to try and catch it at a good time. But there is fast passes available. They also have single rider. So you have ways that you can go in. And they even have the child swap for, you know, if you need to take the, turns. What? A child's so, like, if you want to ride the ride, but you have a kid who can't ride it, mm-hmm. mom and dad can switch, and then they ride it. You don't have to, like, wait back in line. Oh, I see. So you, like, ride, wait in line with the child, and then, and then like, the, the, the child just stays, and then... Well, with with the one parent, right, and right. they switch parents, and the other parent will drive. So will this is, it. like, so the parents get to go on it, but make the kid wait in line and not get to go? Uh, yeah. That's so funny. <laughs> <laughs> like, I get it. I feel like sure, that's... A, I think it's sense. funny that you're amazed by this. I feel this kind of normal. Um, this is like kind of a jerk move on the parents' parts, but sure. Yeah, but... I'm not, I'm not it's for the I mean, child they, in you and they paid for the ticket so you know this they get true. their one um, depending on how old the kid is the kid was free so <laughs> fair enough fair enough but back back to the Imagineers and genius of putting all of this together so they they got to work and this ride is huge oh yeah I knew it was big. I didn't realize how big it is. Yeah, I didn't know. I mean, I think the big thing, again, you mentioned in the intro, but it's like this is like goes outside the park. Like yes. they had to have more space to make this ride possible. Yeah, if you've ever wondered why that queue is so long, it's because you're going underneath the railroad. So there's a few rides that the 
building that the rides are in are actually outside of the park. So Haunted Mansion and Pirates are the same way. Mm. Um, and so you're going through, you know, I, I wonder where the train is on top of you. Right. But somewhere. Um, and so it is 50,000 square feet. It's a lot of square show feet. Building. Yeah. That's huge. I can't even imagine Yeah, what that looks like. And uh, before it was Indiana Jones, it was a parking lot. Oh. It was an Eeyore parking lot. Okay. So That makes sense. Yeah. And they even had, again, this is so interesting to me that Disney was like, this ride is so important that they even had to reroute Jungle Cruise and the monorail. They really had to change a lot of the park just for this one ride. Yeah. Well, I think what you, uh, one of the things that you mentioned there too is like how long the queue is. Um, but in my experience, and I, I could be I could be wrong, uh, you may have had different ones for me, but even though the queue is very long and you're walking quite a bit, it never feels, you're not in that line the whole time. It always feels like it's kind of like, I'm, I'm kind of moving pretty quick here. Like, cause there's a lot to look at and we'll go through that. But also because you are going such a long distance, um, right. Yeah, that the line never really feels all the way backed up. Do you want to know how long the line is? Yeah. It's almost half a mile. Wow, okay. That you're walking. Hmm. Uh, that's also, you know, being stuck in quarantine. I'm used to getting my exercise in by walking around the theme park, you know? <laughs> <laughs> okay, yeah, that's one way to do it. I'm missing that. Sure. <laughs> um, and the they can get uh, 2,400 guests on Oh wow. Uh, per hour, which, again... Uh-huh. These vehicles aren't that big. I think it's like, what, f- six people, four, five people across? Um, so, no, there's six people across. Six I, people I see across. That in your notes here, that okay. it's uh, 12 passengers max. Okay, yeah, yeah, that's a lot of people. That is, it's a lot of rides. And again, when you know that there's usually a pretty long line, um, with and with navigating all of those different places, as I said, single rider, fast pass, yeah. and the standard queue. Yeah. Um, let's jump into the queue. Yeah, let's do that. I like you said it's all it's a ride in itself. Yeah, it feels like it's it's definitely part. It's prepping you for the experience, and there's so many different things to look at. Um, as we were before we get into the hidden Mickey section, but there's like so many that are located in the queue too. Like it's just it is its whole thing. Like yeah, and that's something that I don't know any other theme park that does this that makes the queue part of the experience. Mm-hmm. So much so that with Rise of uh, the Resistance, the mm-hmm. new sure. Star Wars ride. That's actually like half of the ride is the queue. Really? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But it's maybe I'll watch. That I don't know how video. to explain it um, unless you've been on it. But I feel like Disney took this idea and they just kept building on it, building on the queues. And Indiana Jones is a great one. Yeah. So you enter and you're entering in to the temple, mm-hmm. and the whole idea, um, and and the, it's part of the story too. These archaeologists are excavating the temple. But they, they lost a little of their funding. Yeah. They're a little run a little strapped on cash. Yeah. So what do they do? Well, I mean, what any, what any archaeology company would do, you invite tourists to come <laughs> of along. Of course. Yeah. What could go wrong? Sure. So then the tourists come, a.k.a. us. Us. And we go through it all. Yeah. Uh, so the first part of the queue is outside. Yeah. And, and it's right next to Jungle Cruise. So. It's right next to Jungle Cruise. And it's very themed. They, mm-hmm. they look like they belong next to each exactly. other. Exactly. Obviously, that was on purpose. Yeah. Mm, well, crazy. <laughs> and I didn't know this until researching. Um, so in front of the queue is uh, Mercedes-Benz uh, troop transport truck. And there are only six in the world. Yeah. And it's a, the real 
vehicle that was used in Raiders of the Lost Ark. Yeah, it's pretty crazy. It, I also like that it's on loan. Like, George right, Lucas is like, that's still mine, but, like, Disney, you can borrow it. I do wonder if that's still true now that Disney has bought Lucas Films. Well, yeah, if it's like how much how much stuff he like retained. Yeah, but it's it's a really cool truck, and they you know it makes noises and stuff. But uh, they actually took the engine out. (laughs) What? It's a really cool truck. It makes noises and stuff. (laughs) Guys, can you tell him a car person? (laughs) Beep beep. Uh, it, it, the like one thing that I guess makes it different than I don't know being on the road is it has a little ball that was on the side that mm-hmm. looks like a little golf ball thing. It's because it's a stunt vehicle. Gotcha. That makes sense. Um, I think things like that are cool. So yeah, that's the real vehicle. And there's another vehicle, a uh, little like mining car thing that's also was used. Okay. Gotcha. Um, but and yeah, that's Indiana just like Jones, the Temple of Doom, and that's just getting into the into the temple. Yeah, you know? you're still outside. Yeah, yeah. Like that's again. I just spoke for like a minute about something that's not even a part of the ride. Yeah. Um, and so then I'm sad they don't do this anymore, but they used to give you a myroglyphics card. So you could actually read everything that's written throughout yeah, the temple. So uh, myroglyphics, myroglyphics, myroglyphics. I'm not sure. It's like, it's a created language. Yes. That's based off of like, that's looks like hieroglyphics. Yes. Um, that I guess is based off of the theme of this ride, the Mara, like the, the, the eye of Mara. Um, And so, yeah, they're like, as you're in the queue, you can see all these different, like, oh, I bet I could read that word if I had that card. I bet there's like that. Do you think that card's like online somewhere? Oh yeah, it is. And apparently if you ask the cast members, occasionally they might have one. Okay. Um, I know it's probably pretty rare. Yeah. Uh, So if you do have one, keep it. Don't throw that away. We'll take pictures of it. Send it to us. Yes. We'll put it online. Yeah. But Check so that's part of it. It's like you go through and like you can see all these different like words and things and tells you more of the story, I'm guessing. Yeah. And so as you enter, um, first you kind of you go through and apparently uh, right before you enter, there's a little stone. We're going to have to kind of combine the hidden Mickeys with this a little because as you go through, there's a lot. There's a lot. Yeah. Um, so there's a stone uh, hidden Mickey sorcerer hat. Oh, cool. Yeah. 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 Even entering the temple is creative it looks like they like carved out of the rock and like that's how you go through things like that you're like what um so you go in and you're gonna go through a cave a back cave yeah has lots of poo yeah everywhere yeah that's guys that's even pretty specific about us including that in (laughs) there he took it out and i was like this is very important (laughs) yeah Yeah. bat poo yeah um and then you go through a hall of spikes Mm -hmm. and apparently back in the day you could pull this rope and then the spikes would kind of lower a little but it scared people so I they thought, took that i could have sworn i still like that that happened when i went in there one time it could have i don't yeah. know when they changed that to be honest yeah, with you. yeah yeah um there's all kinds of like there's there's probably like three or four different stations i think as you're going through where it's like you can interact with like you can pull this thing and then you're gonna hear the see this boulder move or hear yeah. or something happen and, yeah and it yeah. makes noises yeah, yeah um the big one being there's kind of a center room mm-hmm. that i think you know that's very big and the ceilings are very high. And there's a guy in the middle and you can pull the rope. It says, don't pull the rope. So obviously you yeah, pull yeah, the you rope. Got to. And the guy's like, whoa, stop that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The archaeologist that's down there. Yeah. Um, and but that's then, what happens when you bring tourists on archaeological day. We're going <laughs> to pull things. True. You know? What's this? What does that do? It's kind of on you at this point. <laughs> uh, and there's boxes and crates everywhere. And I'm going to encourage you to look at them because they're in their own right little hidden mickeys or hidden 
Disney's th- hidden things. Uh-huh. Okay. <laughs> like what? Like, uh, there's one that's going to Club Obi-Wan. Okay. Uh, which is a name featured in the beginning of Indiana Jones and the Temple of Doom. Oh, that's cool. It's also the name of a hero in a galaxy far, far away. Oh, okay. Uh, and then there's one that's going to a Lost River expedition, and the number is 9906752, and that's the same crate that was uh, in Raiders of the Lost Ark. Oh, okay. The crate that they put the Ark in mm-hmm. at the end? Is yeah. That the, okay, gotcha, yeah. Ooh, I so know. that could be right there. I know. We should open it up. What if it, it was up? really hidden and like that's really legitimately where it was? That like would, if anyone had it, it might be Disney. That would be cool. Yeah. I'm sh- I, I mean, there's actually something on uh, Disney Plus that it, you can see the props. Oh, yeah. I haven't watched that yet, but I've heard it's good. I, I haven't watched it either. But even stuff like this, there's that's so cool that Disney's like, yeah, we're just going to put some props in. Yeah. Why not? Within the queue. Got to put it somewhere. Yeah. Um, and then you kind of you're there's a little part where then you there's a room where you see a video of them kind of being like, Dude, we're bringing the tourists along. And they kind of explain the story. And in that, um, if you look behind the projector, you can see the nod to the Eeyore parking lot. Yeah, and I think... there's a little Eeyore sign. I think that that was the very first, like, sort of hidden Mickey kind of thing that you mm-hmm. showed me, like, the first time I went. And probably the only one I've really noticed to date. But, like, when I we went on that ride, and you're like, oh, we're in the old parking lot. And you showed me that Eeyore story. Yeah. So that's cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's... I remember there a, being an Eeyore or something in there. Yeah, that's a cool one. Um, and then there's... On the wall in that room as well, on the left-hand side, there's a very fade classic Mickey that you can see. It looks just kind of like a detailed old wall, yeah. but the shape is a resemblance of a Mickey. Gotcha. Okay. Which, that's so cool too. All of this was hand-painted to make it look you know, old and authentic. Yeah. I guess I didn't realize that, but that does make sense. You know, the, I mean, again, the attention to detail, even in the, in the queue. Um, is, we haven't even gotten to the ride. We haven't. Which I mean, we're, don't worry guys. We're going to get there. I feel like we should get there now. Okay. Hey guys, we're going to get there now. <laughs> okay, great. <laughs> You're welcome. I fast passed us. <laughs> wow. That was so quick. Yeah. Um, so then in the ride vehicles, again, the Imagineers invented their own vehicle. They need a new technology to, ec- properly execute this ride so they created a new type of vehicle yes uh called an emv enhanced motion vehicle and basically what you're doing is you're on a motion simulator and then mounted to wheels Mm -hmm. so it's really like two vehicles at once that makes sense that work together and that way it feels like you're going through rough terrain or that you know these turns are more exaggerated Mm -hmm. because really the ride it's going, it doesn't go any faster than 14 miles an hour. Which is shocking. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and you're not really moving that much. Did you ever go on those like things in the like shopping malls? Like the big like oh. the motion movement things where you go inside and you're like, it's like moving you around. And it seems like that's like the top half of this basically. Except I haven't, but that sounds great. <laughs> yeah, they used to do it. It's like there'd be like a video screen and like you would be like in a, what I don't know what the particular, it may be like whitewater rafting or something and it would make you feel like you're, yeah, I'll look it what? up. What? Yeah, we had one in the Paducah Mall. Oh, wow. Yeah. We didn't have that at North Point Mall. That's too Alpharetta. bad. Yeah. Well, Kentucky's kind of above in uh, Georgia and technology most Whoa. of the time. That's definitely a joke. Yeah. <laughs> um, then when you go, this it actually can't do, the rides can't do that much. Mm-hmm. Um, it There are only like three switches, left, right, 
up, down, left, right, you know, whatever. And what's crazy to me is there are so many combinations on this ride. Well, that's what I was going to say. Like, so yeah, it can only do so much as far as the movement goes, right? That's the part that has like the left, right, right. up but and down type of thing. Like there's a lot. So there are over 160,000 ride experiences. Now, do you think that that includes like, all right, well, the first thing you're going to feel is going down to the left versus the first thing you're going to feel is going down to the right? Yes. Okay, gotcha. So there's all these different. I think they're so small that, I mean, I had no idea. I thought it did the same thing every time. Right, right, right. I think that could be why sometimes you get off and you're like, for some reason that felt more fun. Mm -hmm. You know, like, wow. I don't know. Sometimes it feels like it jerks you around more. But for the most part, you're you're going through the same experiences. Like The story. Yes. Yeah. To finish the ride vehicle section before we get to the story. So this was the first of its kind. And then I have to get to it because I love it. (laughs) I think I'm in the minority here. A dinosaur in Animal Kingdom is basically Indiana Jones. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. But dinosaurs. Gotcha. I wonder why I like I haven't been on that one. I think I'm literally the only person. If there's anyone else out there, let me know. (laughs) I mean, just one other person. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, So they brought the uh, Indiana Jones and the Crystal Skull over to Japan. And so that's the newest of this type of ride. Do you think, is the ride better than the movie? I didn't see the movie, but I've heard it's not very good. I, I haven't gotten to go on that one. Okay. Um, the movie is okay. But uh, I apparently it's very similar okay. to the one that we're discussing. Sure. <laughs> um, so the story of this Indiana Jones is that it's 1935 and... We have a famed college professor and archaeologist, Dr. Jones, uh, and he's discovered this tomb, this temple in India that offers you three gifts to all who come. You either get earthly riches, eternal youth, or visions of the future. But if you look at the person that is guarding the temple, Mara, in the eye, then you go to the Temple of Doom and you could that sounds scary. It is. You know, it's, it is kind of scary. Um, so here's the question. So you you get one of those three things, earthly riches, eternal youth, or visions of the future, right? Yes. And do you, is there anything like, I, I feel like in the ride, sometimes you see certain things and sometimes you see others. Is that the case? So when you're in the very beginning of the ride, it looks like there's three doors. Uh-huh. There's only one that functions. It's the middle one. Gotcha. Um, and at the top of that, depending on what your rich is, it will show up on her face oh, uh, through okay. the projections. I see. And then, so you... Oh, so and that's then, another permutation there where you can get like a different yes. thing on her face, that kind of stuff. Okay. Yeah. And then, so you would go in and then obviously someone in your group can't resist and looks her mm. in the eyes. Who would do that? I don't know. It was, it was definitely it's probably, Will. I would guess it's you every time. <laughs> uh, but don't worry. Indy saves you from entering the gates of doom. But then you get stuck in a fire pit. So you still go through some stuff, just not like... The gates of doom. Right, right, right. It's like, you know, you're between a rock and a hard place. Yes. Um, so you go through, there's bugs, and there's blow darts, and then uh, there's snakes, obviously. It's got to be snakes. Snakes. There's a, big, there's a big cobra head that comes out at you, right? I'm not sure if it's at this point, but at some point, yeah. Yeah, um, and his name, he has a name. What's his name? His name is Frito. Frito? Like Frito? Fright, yes. Ooh, scary. <laughs> I was like, what a cute little name for a... For a big old snake. What would you name your snake if you had one? Uh, I don't know, because honestly, I wouldn't get a snake. <laughs> That's Snakes fine. I wouldn't scary. either. But I'd prefer a snake over a spider. Yeah. But still. Um, 
And then there's a bunch of skulls everywhere. There's actually, there's 1,995 skulls. Which I thought was interesting, right? It feels like they would make it 1993 um, for when they broke ground or or I guess 2000 for when they, but yeah, I saw that 1995 is what they put in there, but it just feels like make it a significant number, please. Well, it is because that's when it premiered. Oh. It was March 3rd, 1995. That's when the The ride ride premiered? Oh, I thought thought the ride didn't open for seven more years. Mm Hmm. Our facts are getting a little confusing over here. Yeah. Well, maybe it's it from its conception. I gotcha. We're breaking ground started in 1993. I see. Okay. Which it's funny because I consider Indiana Jones to be one of the much newer rides. Yeah. But it's from but 1995. It's still, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Which is a long time ago. Yeah. Um, and so they and on one of the skulls, uh, this Mickey I haven't seen yet, so I'm so excited to go back and see it. There's a a skull. A skeleton wearing a Mickey ear hat. Yeah, it's like a very early on in the ride, right? I think mm-hmm. I saw that. Yeah, yeah, that's cool. Um, as a whole, the ride is what three and a half minutes long. Mm-hmm. Yeah, just about. Yes. Um, which I, I think that feels right. I mean, what what do you think the like right length for an uh, for a ride is? Oh, I think that's great, especially for a more intense ride. Yeah, yeah. I would even say that's on the longer side. Yeah. Um, but I think it's a great length. Yeah. Uh, you can't. I mean, you couldn't have it be any longer. And I'm glad it's not short. Like, the mummy at Universal is like, I swear to God, it's like 20 seconds long. Really? And uh, you're like, oh, did it start? Yeah, like- <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's funny. Um, so, yeah, it's a pretty solid ride. And again, it's a more intense ride, but there's still a good story going along the whole time as you go through this. And you're yeah. experiencing, you know, the troubles Indiana Jones himself gets into. In the end, you end up being saved by Andy. You run into that part that we talked about earlier where you're like, you go in and you see a boulder and then there's Indy hanging down and like it feels like you're backing up in the car, but apparently you're not. And yeah. then you like go under it or whatever, right? And, and then you're you make saved. it out. Yeah. And then Indy talks to you and judges you. And so he has seven different sayings that he could say. Mm-hmm. Um and I like it because some of them are about being Taurus. Yeah. Like, yeah, what yeah. is it? Not bad for Taurus. And mm-hmm. then another one is Taurus. Why'd it have to be Taurus? Yeah, that one's a little lame, but like, <laughs> it makes sense um, given the story. Something else that I love is that it's not Harrison Ford. Yeah. <laughs> I Harrison Ford seems like a fascinating dude. Um, but he they couldn't come to agreements on negotiating him working on the project, so an impersonator is voicing him. Mm-hmm. Um, Speaking of that as well, he was not at the opening of the ride. There were a lot of celebrities that were there. A ton of celebrities. There is notably missing. Yes. Um, instead, it was, you have people like George Lucas. Yeah. Um, you have Arnold Schwarzenegger. You have a different version of this movie, uh, Brendan Fraser. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> he was like, have the- I'm going to support. And he's like, I'm a, in the mummy, but yeah. I'm going to support this. Um, you have Wayne Gretzky. Oh, well, he probably just wanted to go. Yeah. Yeah. That's and Carrie Fisher. Yeah. Did you know that mm, Carrie Fisher was once in a Sunday school class taught by my Meemaw? No way. Yeah. That's crazy. Yeah. Fun little fact. Wow. I didn't know that. Yeah. It was before she went on. Uh, she was premiere at this premiere. When <laughs> she was a little girl. But still. Where's Carrie Fisher from? I don't know. I just know that that's a family fact. So. Cool. Yeah. That's really cool. Um, and also in our lack of Harrison Ford, uh, <laughs> So his his animatronic, which is really well done. Again, it feels like it's newer, even though it's not. I think that I'm sure that they've refurbished them because they did close it for like a solid amount of time. Yeah. Uh, in 2012. 
Uh, so, and most of the Disney animatronics are animatronics who then they dress and they are wearing clothes. They're wearing clothes, right. Um, like, I just watched Ex Machina. So, like that. <laughs> sure. Okay. Yeah, yeah, Where this one, the clothes is part of the animatronic yeah, to I make don't... it look more believable. Yeah, I get that, that that's the idea. Like, that's the... That's how they pitch it mm-hmm. to make it look more believable. I'm like, does that make it look more believable? I mean, I guess maybe. I'm curious. Yeah, I don't know. I need, I need to see side by side. I guess that's fair because like when I see animatronics with clothes on, it, it usually does feel like, okay, well, that looks a little janky. Look at those clothes that haven't been haven't seen outside wear at all. But I'm sure they could make it up if they wanted to. Right. Yeah. Yeah, that's it's part of it. Um, so I think we should move on to the Hidden Mickeys because there's a lot of them on this. Gosh, there's so yeah, and uh, and I mean, like we said, they start in the queue. Mm-hmm. Um, we've so already we touched on a couple. Some of them. Um, there's a couple more in the queue that I missed. So there's when you uh, there's th- this big painting of Mara, and mm-hmm. she's pouring out coins and jewels, and you know all this the riches, and there is pearls. And that she's dumping down, and it's an upside down classic in a Mickey. Yeah, um, mm-hmm. made out of the pearls. Uh, there's also next to the first drinking fountain when you enter the queue inside of the temple. Uh, Mickey's initials MM uh, are on the left wall above uh, the horizontal script. Hmm? Yeah, the, and, and it's written in oh. Mara script, right? Yes. So, like, you could you almost use this as a Rosetta Stone. If you know that's what M's are, you could figure out the rest of it. There you go. Yeah. Uh, and so there's a little hidden Mickey there. There's also in that big room that I was telling, like, the rotunda area, mm-hmm. uh, there's a huge painting of Mara, and her nose makes a classic hidden Mickey. Oh, that's cool. Um, there's another one in the queue. You'll come across a bamboo structure and just the opposite of a hanging rope on the uh, on the side of it, you'll see a large painted stone slab that has a tiny little blue classic Mickey that apparently is fading over the years. Sure, yeah. But um, that one's there too. And it looks like it's just part of the Maraglyphics. Yeah. And there's, after you go through the the room with the video, making fun of Taurus, mm-hmm. um, there's a little what looks like an office and on there is a Life magazine with oh, Mickey. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, yeah. Um, is there any more? I mean, there's the w- one in the ride that you mentioned already with the Mickey ears. I think that's worth, you know, uh, yeah, that up one's in this. I'm so excited to see it. I hadn't seen it before. Mm-hmm. And then something that isn't a hit of Mickey, but it's kind of like the Eeyore or, it, you know, it's a nod to Disney is the tiny house. I don't know the tiny house. The little man. I saw you write the tiny house and I don't know what that is. So there's the little man of Disneyland. Uh-huh. And I also don't know who that is. So, uh, it was... Do you remember those classic books? They're called like Disney Little Golden Books and they would I have do the, know gold. the Golden Books, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it was one of those. It was published in 1955, the same year that Disneyland opened. And it was called The Little Man of Disneyland. And he looks like a little leprechaun and he lives in a tiny house at the root of Disneyland Tree. Um, his name is Peter. And they, it's just this like cute little, it looks like a, a little house. Okay. And it's out. It's right outside of uh, Indy. Okay, so that's where the tiny house is. Yes. Nice. He even has like a little uh, mat, a little welcome mat. <laughs> okay. It's really cute. That sounds cute. Um. So I always, you know, I like to see that. Mm-hmm. I think it's adorable. Um, and that's something that 
again, why, like why you didn't have to do that, but they did. Yeah. They put it in there. That attention and to detail. Apparently, its home moved. Originally, his home uh, was near Jungle Cruise, and now it has moved over to... So he didn't move that far. No. He just kind of like went down the street or, you know, an adjacent he, neighborhood. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Okay. Gotcha. He really likes his hood. That's fair. He wasn't going to like Tomorrowland. Yeah. Ooh. No, thank you. That'd be kind of cool if they started moving him around though. Yeah. You know, every year they like put him in a new place and it's like, where is he? That'd be neat. Yeah. Um, but I mean, who can afford movers that frequently? <laughs> um, so there's a few other things that I think are worth talking about in here. Uh, I think, you know, there's there was a sponsorship of this ride. We've talked about sponsorships of rides um in a couple of episodes so far i think yeah and how strange it is so this one was sponsored by Mm at&t and that's actually where the maroglyphic cards came from. yeah right that's what i thought um and now it's not sponsored by anybody but yes it for the first seven years of operation it was sponsored by at&t which is interesting do you think that um in the uh maroglyph sorry in the maroglyph Glyphics. Is that right? Am I saying it right? Maroglyphics? Maroglyphics? Yeah. In the Mara script is how I'm going to say it. Uh, in the Mara script, uh, are there like plugs for AT&T at a certain point? Like I, there have to be, right? Probably. That sounds very annoying and groundbreaking or like a reality breaking, but still. I wonder. I wonder if it's if there is, if it's still there, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. if they change that. I'm also wondering why AT&T was like, yeah, we got this one. I mean, if you're AT&T, you have the opportunity to like piggyback off of disney and indiana jones i can see what you would but it mm. definitely does feel like a they should have had some plug in there where he's got to use a radio phone or yeah. whatever and it's like oh it's not working and someone's like here's my at&t <laughs> um yeah, get at me at&t i got ideas <laughs> that's part of the ride like uh-huh. you first you 100%. like yeah blow uh these air darts are getting tossed to you but then the worst part is that indy can't get service exactly, in the temple <laughs> exactly like, that would be great come on i would go on that ride um so that that brings me i think that that's that's a good amount of talking like the specifics of the ride it's obviously a big ride um but i do want to get to some of the specifics that we typically talk about and but one question that i am gonna surprise you with maybe um <laughs> unless you read this part already, uh, is, so that was like a huge, you know, partnership between Disney and uh, an IP that they didn't own at the time. Obviously, now Disney owns almost everything, so this might be a harder question to answer, but what IP out there would you want to see, like a collaboration between Disney um, to create a new ride? That they don't own right now? That they don't own. I'm going to let you go first. Cool. Maybe you'll give me some inspiration. Of course. Because I, I think you have great. an answer. I, I, well, I did not, but I came up with one okay. uh, in the time I waited for you to come up with one. <laughs> um, it is Ocean's Eleven. Huh. I feel like that'd be cool. You go through the ride while there's a heist going on and you're like seeing different parts of Vegas and the casino and you get like different like. That would like, be fun. Sh- there's like the, the showgirls over on this side and you're seeing like you, you're basically moving. It's kind of like Peter Pan where like you're not you're not in the crew but you are seeing them as they're doing different things and, mm, yeah, and, yeah. and you can kind of pick up on it and stuff. And then maybe at the end, like the, the cops come out and they're like, who did it? And you're like, well, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> like, that'd be fun. That would be really fun. Yeah. And we could probably get George Clooney cause he's not doing anything, you know? Yeah. He'd just go and show up sometime. Right. Which, you know, that's something that actually, um, pirates when they first introduced Johnny Depp's character, into the ride mm-hmm. he a couple times like went oh that's cool and was his animatronic and surprise guest yeah um if i could be anything it would be in the mario world that'd be cool like a I nintendo w- collab yeah 
I mean, I know that Universal actually is doing that. So I'm excited to see it. Oh, or Pokemon. Oh, yeah. That would be a great one. I would love to have some kind of Pokemon adventure. That'd be really cool. Yeah. Especially if you could do what I know I haven't seen Rise of the Resistance yet, but it feels like that's almost an immersive theater ride in some ways. Yeah. So I think having like that kind of aspect with Pokemon would be pretty cool. Um, where you like get to go around in the tall grass and you, oh no, there's an Onyx. It's huge. Yeah. Ah. But if you are a Pokemon, like all of a sudden every you become a Pikachu. Okay. So the size of a Pikachu. I didn't think about that, Experiencing but sure. the Pokemon world that way. That'd be cool. Um, and you could jump around and stuff too. <laughs> Uh, oh, it'd be great to go on this ride where you could jump. Oh, my God. <laughs> well, the ride be a cool one. I know. Kind I know. of like, uh, I mean, in this, how you're moving and shaking. Mm-hmm. Yeah. God, that would be really fun. That would be fun. I I also selfishly wish that, like, Disney did Jurassic Park. Yeah. I mean, there is the Jurassic Park ride at right. Universal. But and yeah. I haven't been on it since they changed it to Jurassic World, which feels wrong. I feel like yeah. they should probably go on it. Yeah. Um, but I haven't gotten to go on it yet. Um, but I did hear a lot of it is screens, and that's, again, something I don't love. Yeah, I know what you mean. Yeah. I, I, I tend to agree. I'd rather see the animatronics versus being, like, moved through Even a story. Even if they look worse. Or, like, a straight-up VR headset where I'm Pikachu. Um, <laughs> yeah. Okay, so back to back to Andy, our, our classic closers here. Um, if you could change something about this ride, what would you change? I... I'd want it to have a little bit more of a scare factor, I feel like. Okay. So one of the reasons that I love Dinosaur is that half of it, you're kind of in the dark and you're like, huh, huh, like it's, there's a, a little bit of a fear element mm-hmm. where this one I think is more fun. Um, and so I wish like with the snake or something, there was a more surprise or it kind of did jump at you or something like that. Yeah. I think my change there here would be difficult to do. Um, Because I feel like they've probably done as much of it as they can. But if there's really 160,000 different permutations of this ride that I could experience, I'd like to be able to tell that a little bit more. Um, So like making those differences more um, distinct, uh, maybe like it's the snake does something different or like, you know, or it doesn't show up sometimes or maybe like, I don't know. Hmm, I I don't exactly know what it would be. Maybe like one area is usually snakes, but sometimes it's spiders. Um, And Indy's like, I got this because it's not snakes Um, or whatever. I don't know. Uh, (laughs) But if you're going to have that level of variety, I'd like to go on and be like, that was different instead of being like, Like that was fun. With Guardians. Sure. Yes. yes, How you know there's a variation of what the ride vehicle itself is doing and the songs. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, but that said, it's a great ride and I, it's one of my favorites. So where does it fit into your day? It's usually a later day because again, I don't like waiting in lines. Sure. Um, but it's a usual go-to for sure. Especially with, you know, a lot of people I go with are adults. And so this is a fun ride that mm-hmm. is a more adult themed ride on the Disneyland side. Okay. Um, and so that's what you would suggest for listeners, like go later in the day when it's kind of... Or early before the crowd gets too crazy because it does get to be a long line. And then just check your app or check the signs that give you the right time because sometimes it'll be down to like 20 minutes. Yeah. It might say 25, but usually most of the time I feel like the lines run quicker than what it's suggesting. Okay. I don't... Not every time. Sure. Sometimes it's slower too. Don't hold us to it. Just don't hold me to that, but yes. And last question. Yeesh. You're on your way out. Long day at Disney, 12 hours. You've been there from 10 to 10 or whatever it might be. And you walk by that line and it says 10 minute ride, wait Easy. to get on Indy. You go? Of course. Mm, controversial opinion here. I don't. 
because really half a mile queue you're gonna add a mile walk to my <laughs> end of a 12-hour day at disney when i've probably already been on this ride once i i go on it a lot at the yeah. end that's the one that in a lot of times even let's say i had a fast pass for it if you get a fast pass that's pretty late every they put everyone through the fast pass gotcha. line at the end gotcha because it, it isn't moving very fast yeah um and I, I, yeah, that's a good. Solid I get it. One. It's a high value ride. It's definitely worth it for that like ten minute wait. I'm just saying with that, with how long that is, I know how my feet feel at the end of a day at Disney. So <laughs> that's all I'm thinking about. Yeah, again, Indy is so much fun. Obviously, the IP being Indiana Jones is no matter what, you're guaranteed to have a good time. But all of these extra little details make it even more special. And I highly recommend going on Indy if you have not gone yet. So thank you for listening to Indiana Jones. Uh, please make sure to follow us on social media, uh, Facebook and Instagram at Slice of Disney and on Twitter, Slice underscore of underscore Disney. Uh, you can email us now at sliceofdisneypod at gmail.com. Yes. And so please, if you have any thoughts and don't want to slide into our DMs or anything. Uh, More of an email person, feel free. Yeah. Uh, we'd love to hear what you want to listen to, any facts or experiences, stories that you might have. Or things we might have missed. Yeah, please. Um, and then obviously, like and subscribe and rate and all of the things. And listen, share it with your friends. That's a great thing to do. Uh, listen to it when you're at the parks when they reopen and you're like waiting in line. It's a great way to be like, oh, I want to make sure I don't miss those hidden Mickeys. Let's go to that section again. Yeah. yeah. Well, thank you again for listening to Slice of Disney. I'm Kelly. And I'm Will. Okay, bye.